Cool. Hello, everyone. This is Pip Coleman coming in to do the Find Your Soul show. And as you know, this month's topic is about worthiness. So I have been calling in some special guests. And this week's special guest is Kate Gale, who is a good friend of mine and author. Welcome, Kate. Thanks, Pip. And we are going to have a bit of a chit chat about worthiness and self-worth and what that means to you and to us, uh, because everybody, it turn, turns out, I thought self-worth or worthiness was going to be like, oh, yeah, everyone has the same kind of idea about self-worth, but no, <laughs> turns out not. <laughs> so it makes sense, I guess, that yourself is going to be different to somebody else's self, and so your worth is going to be different to that another person too. So yeah so it's really interesting to to have you in here chatting with me today so how are you going I know you're up in you're in the lovely Ballarat we are in Ballarat he's yeah. just been plunged in to get another lockdown but um you know trying to find the positive side of it because there's no point in um in complaining and and getting down about it we've just got to keep smiling and keep moving on so yeah and that's part of your I mean there's people who you know no matter how many things happen to them are always like looking at the positive side of things and uh, you've certainly had a, a journey of uh, of that <laughs> finding the positive yes. <laughs> so I guess maybe we should introduce a little bit about your story so that we know kind of where you're coming from as well so perhaps you can share with with everyone um the the essence of your well let's start with your new book it's called thanks for the memories so and it's about your journey and your husband's journey with cancer um so maybe you could share a little bit about the beginnings of that yeah so um i'm a breast cancer survivor i was diagnosed at 27 um so we're 13 years down the track now and and healthy so yeah um (laughs) But, yeah, I suppose my book is about how I lost my way and and how I lost me along that cancer road. Um, But it wasn't until my husband was diagnosed five years after me with kidney cancer that I realised that that I wasn't okay and that I had to go back to the beginning and and find that Kate and start finding the positives in life rather than, than dwelling on all of the rotten lemons that have been thrown in our direction. So, yeah, that's what Thanks for the Memories is about. Um, it's about finding finding me and finding the positives in, in life. That's awesome. And the I presume that coming into a space of finding yourself is going to incorporate that element of self-worth. And, and that's why I thought it would be really cool to talk to you today because you've not only gone through your own cancer journey, but you've also gone through your husband's. So what would you say self-worth means to you in terms of your journey? Um, <clears throat> self-worth, it's a really, really good question. And <laughs> it's something that I've never actually sat down and thought about. So I was really excited to do this one. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's about my opinion of myself um, and knowing that, well, believing that I can, I can have nice things, I can do good things and believing wholeheartedly deep down that I deserve 
these things. Mm. So um, I suppose when I lost myself on my journey, it was more, it, it was all about me. And I know that sounds really vain, but it was all about me and I'd lost believing in who I was. Like I was just on this roller coaster and I just kept going to do what I had to do to get past treatments and surgeries and everything and then come out the other end and it was just I don't know who I was so I didn't believe in myself anymore so self-worth to me is believing and knowing that I deserve so much in life and but I have to go and get that it's not just going to come to me I have to do it (laughs) yeah well does that tie in with um, a belief that you're that you're worth it's worth living that you're actually worthy of being alive because going through something like that I would have thought would make you really question whether or not you're supposed to be here and therefore are you deserving of this life was that something that came up for you absolutely like and and I always say oh you got me then Pip (laughs) um (laughs) I always say to people that have been newly diagnosed too that anybody that says says that they never say why me I call them out on it because of course you sit there and and you think what did I do to deserve this or or why am I being thrown all of these curveballs um yeah so believing that you can do it yeah um, and do anything not necessarily just beat cancer but anything in life like you've just got to have that belief dream yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely and there's an underneath that is a is I guess a a self-love as well like a a recognition that that you have that you have everything that you need that you would want to keep keep going Uh, you know I know some people get that um, diagnosis and they almost get resigned to oh well this is it, this is the end, and it's kind of like they almost, they give up because they don't, and I say give up in that they don't have anything to look forward to because mm. they haven't got a life that they feel like is worth worth living. And then there are other people who go, oh, my God, no, this is, you know, my kids and my husband and my family or my work or whatever it is, my passions, you know, are worth me sticking around for you know I think my biggest thing and and this is where I sort of got lost is when you get diagnosed and you're disappointed you apart from angry and every other emotion gets thrown at you I think I was disappointed in my body Mm. like it was like why have you let me down like why why me why why have I got this cancer um it's not that I, I was an unhealthy person, but it certainly made me sit back and think, oh, I could be doing better for my body. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I think I was disappointed in her and it was just yeah. you've let me down. That was a big yeah. thing that you've let me down. Mm, that's interesting. So how did you reignite that, that self-compassion, that self-love for your, you know, that worthiness for yourself in that space? Um. I recognised that I was angry and I was, you know, annoyed and disappointed in my body and I realised that I have to do more for it. I'm not the 
you know, my body is my temple person. However, I did open my eyes to, you know, my body gave me two beautiful daughters. I did that. Mm. I made that. Yeah. Um, and you look at, you know, just simple things. You look at your hands every day and think, wow, that's incredible that they can do what they can do. You know, I was a hairdresser for 20 years and these things, they were my bread and butter. They, yeah. they made other people feel beautiful um and I did that with my hands and you know your legs they take you everywhere they make you go places and stuff so I really had to come back to okay I feel like you've let me down but I can help you out and I can be a better person by you know putting better food in my mouth and (laughs) exercising and you know just being a healthier Kate so Yeah. yeah And that's that yeah isn't that an interesting reframe because on the one hand you kind of initially go to that oh no there's something wrong with me and my body's let me down and on the other hand your body actually told you that something was wrong mm. so it actually did you a favor by saying things are out of balance here Kate like things are out of whack you need to yeah. realign yourself so it was it's thinking about those messages that we have, those physical messages as, uh, um, yeah, as exactly that, guidance. They're like beep, beep, you know, like the warning light on our, in our car, you know, that flashing light that goes, hey, dude, seriously, you need to, you need to sort out your shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on whatever level that is. So some people get a little sore back or a little bit of a crick in the neck or like I had a headache this morning and I was like, what was it that I did to deserve this? Yeah. And I was like, well, I had you to have twisties last night instead of dinner. <laughs> Carrot sticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was like, well, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So, you know, drink some more water and don't eat the twisties today. You know, it's um, it's one of those, it's a reframe, it's a it's an opportunity to to change your behavior. Like you said, you, you went, okay, well, I need to take better care of my body. So that's, that's really cool. That's a cool message to have rather than beating ourselves up. So do you think you were the sort of person who beat yourself up a lot before you got the cancer and this just sort of amplified it? No, no, I was just oblivious to the world. (laughs) I was like when I think back now, like I suppose because I've had that what I call the kick in the ass, which is cancer, yeah. you appreciate so much more in life now. But back then I was just going through, you know, I was a mum of little kids. I had babies, yeah. I was a wife, I was working as a hairdresser. It was just yeah. life was just cruising along. And I didn't stop to think where I was headed, yeah, where I was going, what I wanted. Yeah. Whereas now every single day when I get up, I'm like, right. <laughs> this is what I'm going for. But yeah. I wouldn't say I'd beaten myself up. It was just mm-hmm. I hadn't taken care of myself yep. the way I do now. Not the way that I should have because mm-hmm. that's the past and I can't change yeah. Yeah. what was there. But I'm I'm just more aware these days of, yeah, like you said, if you jump on the scales and it's yeah. a kilo heavier, it may have been that KFC that you ate last night. But don't <laughs> beat yourself up over it. Yeah, realign, get back on track. Yes, and that, I love that. That um, that is a a really interesting mindset to have. I was talking to someone else the other day about that growth mindset compared to a mindset of 
you know, being very fixed, you know, where you go, this is how it is and I'm going to have to stay like this. And even if everything's going wrong, I stay like this, you know. Um, and that's it's so interesting to talk to people who are like, no, actually what I did was I pivoted and I, I changed the way that I was thinking about things and I went, actually, this is a lesson and I need to grow from this. And there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot to be said for that, you know, in that, that way. So when you Absolutely. come to, when you talk about your new book, that thanks for the memories is more about the journey that happened when your husband, Bob got cancer. Mm -hmm. So how did that shift yourself, your self-worth to a, to a different level? Um, I suppose that I had to stand up and be his rock. Like he was my rock and then I had to, you know, like you said, pivot yeah. <laughs> and I had to be his rock. So I suppose knowing that the knowledge that I had from what I'd been through that I could help him with, mm. um, I knew that I he he deserved everything from me like I took everything from him so I suppose knowledge was the biggest thing and and the empathy knowing mm. what he was about to go through or what he was right. feeling and the emotions and things so yeah it's the the love that I that I had to give him but I wouldn't have had that love if I hadn't been through what I had been through oh, so okay. I was I just needed to to pass it on and yeah. Um, yeah, help him through. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's really interesting too because when you realise that you have you have a strength and you have skills that and tools that you didn't have before, mm -hmm. um, that you can share. So there's there's a self worth, you know, kind of element of that, isn't there? That when you have things that you can share with other people. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So that's, that's really interesting too. So then from there, you also, I mean, you in the, with your first book, you also would, were sort of involved in charities to mm -hmm. do with breast cancer or more, more breast cancer than cancer in general because of, it was yours. Did you, um, how does that kind of contribute to your self-worth by giving to those organisations the, the way that you do? Um. When I was first diagnosed, I, um, you know, I wasn't a religious person at all. Um, wasn't brought up with religion, but I sort of had this thing in the back of my head that there was something looking out for me. There was, you know, just the way that my cancer was found and the way it, it all transpired, it was, I just felt like there was something there. Yeah. Um, and I used to say, if you get me through this, I promise that I will give back as much as I can. Yeah. Um, and in my head, I suppose back when, you know, my first book, it was all about how much money I could raise to help others that were going through it. And it, it wasn't until, you know, Bob got diagnosed that it was a real switch that I just went, you know what, this isn't about money. This isn't yeah. about how much money I can put out there into the world. Mm. Apart from there are so many other cancers other than breast cancer, mm. it was about awareness and it was about, um, bringing awareness to cancer and, and research and how many people out there actually have this disease or have been touched by this disease and that I don't want anybody to have to feel the feelings that we have in the mm. past. So giving back um, 
it wasn't about getting pats and it's still not. It's not about getting pats on the back for what I give Mm. or how much money I can raise. Um, It's about knowing that I can make a difference in someone's life. And and like you said, I've got the tools that I can do that. Every Mm. single day I can make a difference in one person's life or then that's worth it to me. Yep. 100%. Yep, which is, I mean, the money is helpful in, you know, obviously if they're doing research and that sort of thing, which is cool. But I love that um, that's shift that happened in you around actually this is about giving people that feeling of understanding and um, compassion and, you know, all of those things. But knowing you- someone's there to fall back on, yeah. knowing someone's there, you know, a text message, uh, a message over Facebook, um, oh, Daily, I'm, I'm sending messages to people that I know are going through the journey. And it's just like if I had got those when I was going through it, and like I did get text messages and stuff mm. from friends, but the ones that I hold on to are the, are the people that had walked that road already. And I'd looked at them and I held them up on such a high level because they'd been there and they'd done it and they'd got through the other side. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I held on to was like, okay, they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. So I'd love people to look at me and remember me as that person that, you know, you helped me through that pretty crappy time just by sending me a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And obviously not, I think the interesting thing about your book was I've not been through cancer and I don't have anyone in my close family that has either, which is something that's unusual in this time with so much prevalence of, of cancer. So reading your book was really interesting because I was reading it and going, wow, this is really cool because I could see how it it gave me an understanding of what it was like to go through that process. And you, and I, and it gave me some tips, I guess, some tools of how to deal with someone who's going through that as well. So it wasn't just for people who are going through cancer. It was for people who have never have never experienced it and maybe don't know anything about it. So I thought that was really cool the way that it that it sort of translated it's, in that way. It's an awkward position to be in when, and I'm I still feel awkward and I've been there and done it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually writing a blog on it at the moment. It's taking me forever because I'm trying to work out the way to to get it across to everybody. But um, what do you say to somebody that's had cancer or yeah. has been diagnosed? Yeah, you're like oh I'm sorry yeah but what are you sorry for yeah like it's just it's awkward for the patient and it's awkward yes. for the person having that conversation yeah well. so, yeah yeah. Yeah. So yeah I think yeah that's so interesting and we we haven't sort of um delved into that um in other conversations really that that those words that you would say but I think that that is really important for people to know and it's that would be really helpful for um anyone who's even just if your neighbour says something, you know, to be able to go, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about that? Because I remember you saying that to me in just a conversation that we've had before where you were like just asking the person how they feel rather than you going, oh, that, you know, you must be blah or I'm sorry for that. You know, like it's sort of, (laughs) whereas if you say to the other person, oh, wow, you know, how, how are you feeling about that? Then they have the opportunity to 
share how how it's, it is for them because they might go, I'm actually feeling great today, or you know, um, you know, oh, it's a lesson, or oh, actually, I'm feeling really shit. And then you've got something to talk about rather than just assuming that the person yes. feels a particular way. Because and just the question, how yeah. are you? Mm. It is so broad, but it leaves it open mm. for that person to to come back with you with true emotions. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's the same as it doesn't have to be a cancer patient. It could be anybody oh, yeah. in every day. Our emotions are up and down, up and down, yeah. and you might put your foot in it. Um, but to understand that, okay, they're having a really crap day, um, you know, I'm just going to tiptoe around this one or I'm going to make a joke or, you know, just coming at, at people with a broad question, how are you? Yeah. It leaves the balls in their court and they can tell you exactly how they are. Yeah. And then it's holding that space for them, isn't it? That, yeah. you know, and, and that's really interesting too in terms of worthiness. If you feel like you're aligned and you feel like you're in that sort of um, centred, balanced, worthy space yourself, you can mm-hmm. hold space for other people when they're having a tough time. You can be in that space of, you know, the chaos can be going on around you and you can be like, it's okay, I'm okay, so everything can sort of, you know, revolve around me and, and it'll be, you can hold space for people. You can honour their, whatever their response is. Yeah. 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 So that's really cool. So if someone wanted to read that blog or get in touch with you and, and um, grab the book, mm-hmm. thanks for the memories, where would they go in this case? So you can head to my website, kategaleauthor.com. Gail is G-A-L-E. I'll pop that link in the in the info. Um, or you can reach out on Instagram or um, Facebook. It's also Kate Gail Author. Fantastic. So that's great. And it's been such a pleasure as always. And time goes by. So thanks for coming in, Kate. And if um, anyone wants to join the conversation of worthiness, feel free to put some comments underneath the video and get in touch with Kate or myself if you want to ask any questions or share anything that would be awesome thanks for coming along and we'll talk more worthiness next week on the find yourself show bye for now thanks